Lately I've been feeling things change We've been working hard, no sleep, get it every day And I swear that we ain't stopping till we pay Yeah, the pressure on, gotta make it work, triple play, yeah This is, this is Triple Play Fantasy Basketball Week 15. I'm your host, Coach James Lewis. On the other end, Doc Mendelson. What up? Not much. You know, another Sunday here. Um, you know, uh, James, is good for you. You were making a little bit of a comeback in our home league. Yeah, I need it. I'm, I'm going to grab that sixth spot. I'm going to get Cat back. I'm going to get Anthony Davis back. Paul George is going to play consistently. And I'm going to steal a crown. I'm going to upset the one seed and then make my way. All you got to do is get in, people. Get into the playoffs, and your injuries may work out for you. I hate to agree with James this early in the show, but, yeah, as, as if you get in the playoffs, literally anything can happen. And if you stream rightly and you know, your players are healthy and sometimes a little bit of luck with other players sitting out on opposing teams, you can always win it all. Well, in that first year when uh, yours truly won the ship, it was the trade for uh, Anthony Davis that worked out for me in the playoffs. I had missed him much of the season. I traded Harden, and I got a couple other pieces that came with it. And Anthony Davis closed out the deal in it a championship It was the bubble week. season. It didn't count. Oh, the, oh, don't get me started with that. Don't get me started with that. I hate people trashing, tarnishing King James's name. Um, we'll talk more about him as he's about to shatter the, the record. But Games Watch, we always talk about this uh, to start things off. There are three teams with two. Unfortunately, um, your 76ers, your Thunder, your Warriors owners. Um, you, you got Chef Curry. Um, sorry for you this week. Shea Gilgis Alexander, fantasy phenom that is. Uh, you only get two, 14 teams with three, 15 teams with four games. Uh, pickup candidates. We're looking at KJ Martin, Dennis Smith Jr., Grayson Allen, Isaiah Joe. Damian Lee, Saban Lee, Joshua Kogi? I don't know. We'll talk about the Suns' backcourt. We're not telling you to pick all those guys up. Uh, Reggie Bullock and, of course, Jeremy Sohan. We'll get a mention because this is triple play fantasy basketball. Uh, Monday, Tuesday, streamers, uh, Celtics, Bulls, Hornets. These guys play back-to-back -back on Monday, Tuesday, so you can get some extra games if you pick up, say, Patrick Williams, Io DeSumo with the Bulls. Uh, you think about Grant Williams, Derek White. Um, hey, I wanted to ask you about that. When, um, did you see the Celtics and Warriors game? It was one of the best games of the season. I did see a little bit of it. Um, Malcolm Brogdon took – it looked like he took the spot from Derek White. He played, I think, 36 minutes compared to, like, 17, I think, of Derek White. So, looking forward, I mean, that would be striking. So, I was saying this at the beginning of the year. I think they eased Malcolm Brogdon in because he's definitely one of the most injury-prone players in the NBA. Like, they wanted to save him for later in the season – because he was getting 20-ish minutes to begin the season coming off the bench. Now he's getting a starter's workload. So I think this was a kind of preservation move that they had planned. I think it was a fabulous move in the offseason as well to get a little depth and somebody that you can plug in. And you can play with Derek White, Brogdon, and Smart all on the court at the same time, even though they're all exactly. seemingly the same position. They're, they're great defensive players. I was going to say you never have enough good defensive players on the court. And Smart IQ guys. Uh, and then the Hornets, uh, we're going to talk about Dennis Smith Jr., but um, Mark Williams should be on, heightened on your watch list. Please free him. Against Houston, he had 17 points, six boards, and five blocks. 
Then he followed that up with three steals the next game, all, both 19 minutes. Play the, play the man, please, because then he'll be a must pickup. Uh, Dennis Smith Jr., though, uh, LaMelo's out, and we saw him thrive earlier in the season. He gets big dimes and big swipes. So the past two games, he had eight assists and seven assists. Uh, he may be our number one pickup this week. Um, I don't, we don't know how long it'll last, but for the foreseeable future, he's plugging, he's playing, and he definitely gets those statistics. The Hornets are 13 and 34, so second to last in the Eastern Conference. The one thing that bothers me about Hornets, and I think all the fantasy managers can relate, is they are so bad with their injury report. They're listing LaMelo Ball with left ankle soreness and left wrist soreness, and they're saying he's doubtful, but they, they don't even rule him out for an extended period of time, and this is what they did before with his previous ankle sprain. So, yeah, Ryan Dennis Smith Jr., I, Coach, I'm, I'm hopefully op- optimistic that he can be what he was earlier this season. He's missed his last 16 threes. He's shooting 22.4% from downtown this year. I mean, he might have just been one of those guys that started out the season hot, but regresses a little. Yeah, that that part does worry me, and that's kind of plagued him his entire NBA career is his ability to shoot the ball. Um, But if he can just, you know, make it, you know, low 30s, just to keep the defense honest, um, you could see good production here. Uh, What – what happens with Terry Rozier in the trade deadline? I don't know. He has not had a great season, so I guess somebody could get him for a maybe lower stock than they could have got him in the past. But um, if I'm the Hornets, I'm looking to to move him and try to get some type of uh, draft capital assets. Yeah, get the contract off the books. Uh, KJ Martin, uh, another person at the trade deadline people are looking at. I, I know murmurs of him requesting trade. We're trying to get out. I think Dad has talked about it. Um, but they are showcasing him, and he's playing 30-plus minutes. In the last week, 16 points, eight boards, two dimes. Like, right now, he's worth an ad. Uh, Minnesota had 15-9-2 and two against Charlotte. at 11 points, seven boards. Like, these are kind of like McDaniels-esque type stats. Um, but, yeah, both brothers getting a mensch here. But K.J. Martin is it should be rostered right now. Right now, he's only 21%. I agree. Five minute or five games with thirty plus minutes played. Um, the one thing for somebody that's six seven, he doesn't give you a lot of stocks. He's averaging 0.7 on the season between both of them. Um, so I'd like to see a little bit more from that. From yeah, I would too. Size. Yeah, and his athleticism. He should his, be a, his more. athleticism. Like he he's someone that can play around the rim, but also shoot threes. He had three threes against Charlotte on the 18th, but. We just don't see consistency, and that's why I think the the Rockets are getting rid of him or looking to shop him. Is we've kind of seen these stretches over the years, and he's twenty two years old. Granted, he's young, but we just don't see any consistency in his game. I just love watching these young boys, and after we watch their pops, we watch Kenyon Martin, and I, I was watching uh, the Sierra Canyon game the other day. Bronny James, Ashton Hardaway, you got Pippen's son doesn't play as much but uh the boozer brothers and that cameron boozer he is the real deal number one player in his sophomore class uh he was spectacular he is spectacular so how old do you think kenyon martin jr and how old do you think kenyon martin senior is like the difference yeah yeah well yeah Uh, this age i I think it's like probably 22 and 40 uh 22 and 45 22 and 45. All right. so it's, All it's right. interesting thing. And when Kenyon Martin is young in his career is Kenyon Martin Jr. And now 45, I feel like isn't even that old. If he was in the NFL and Tom Brady, he'd still be playing. 
and his son has already been in the league a couple of years. It's just kind of wild to think. Yeah, and Bronny's like that too. Bronny is like that. If he was only a little bit taller, but like he just sees the game. He's definitely the best player on that Sierra Canyon team. All right, Grayson Allen, uh, 25% rostered uh, in last week, 17 points, four boards, couple assists, nearly three threes, a steal against Toronto, 25, five, four threes. He's definitely a stream candidate for, you know, the end of the week, Sundays where you need to, maybe you're trying to push the envelope of three pointers. He can do a little bit of everything. He's good. At, he's good in categories. And right now he's playing well. I agree. And as someone safe, for, he's a safe guy. I, I, coach, it's interesting you talking up a Duke guy when you're wearing a Maryland jersey today. Um, but Middleton is still out. He's missed 18 <laughs> consecutive games. And even though they recalled him to the G League, like who knows when he's going to play for Milwaukee. And when he does, imagine limited minutes right away. They're giving Giannis more rest. I think they're really just trying to make sure they're healthy for the playoffs. Like Milwaukee, whatever seed they're going to be, is going to be a, a contender coming out of the East as long as Giannis is healthy. So look for people like Grayson to get more minutes. I mean, he's only 27, so they can afford it. Yeah, any any team that basically has the same core of a championship team, all like really all you got to do is get in. Like we we know the Warriors are a big threat for the championship, even though they're you know basically five hundred on the year. Or if they, if they I think they are five hundred on the year, you know they get in, they'll be a threat. Um, they're playing for the playoffs. Uh, Milwaukee's bored with the regular season, and they're just not full strength without Middleton. Uh, Grand Theft Alvarado. It's about time, Jose Alvarado, who's been you know, pondering on our list, but we got to give him a minch now. He's James, James, this is the, like the 14th, 15th show I've done with you, and that's the best nickname I've heard you give someone. Grand Theft Alvarado. Hey, I'm proud not, of you. It's I'm not my, of you. It's not mine. It's not my original one, but that's what they call him, hiding in the corner, getting steals. Okay, um, well, never mind then. I retract <laughs> my statement. It's funny because I was going to mention that he does that. Yeah, he does. Jose Alvarado is one of those sneaky guys. Yeah, college guys are doing it too. I've seen some take like people are stealing it, and it it actually works. You know, I'm I don't know, and you get the behind it behind the steal. Yeah, he, he kind of it's, it's Quentin Grimes does that too sometimes, where you're just kind of lurking around. Sometimes you're trying to get a cheap steal here and there, cause a turnover, cause a bad pass. When you do that, you get more playing time, you get more minutes, and that's resulted in Jose Alvarado. We see some of the past games that he had 17 points. Three threes, four rebounds, four assists, a steal. Most recent game, the 20th. Then before that, 11 points, three threes. I mean, he's giving you multiple threes a game, giving you some swipes as well. James, he had two blocks against the Heat. I mean, that's that's a career high for Alec Burks right there. And <laughs> Alec Burks gets a minch. We'll see if he gets moved Always. in the trade deadline. Uh, I, one thing I want to shout out about Jose Alvarado, he's a student of the game. He he's getting better. He just he's a hard worker. He's somebody that's you know never nothing's ever been given to him. And he reached out to Tony Parker to work on his floater game in the offseason. And so like he's asking the questions. Um and you, you just gotta root for a guy like that. Now in New Orleans, you feel bad because they're never healthy. And what the hell is going on, Brandon Ingram? I have him too. And it's just like it seems like he's going to come back the next week. And then it's uh, next week. There's something going on with that toe. Like, it's it's got to be a lot more serious than they're putting it out there. When they say it's sprained a big toe, that's turf toe. That never resolves quickly. Because think about it. You're planting all and cutting all the time in basketball. Um, yeah, I, I I definitely think that's serious. But I love the culture they have in the Pelicans. Like, you look at the Herb Jones, the Najee Marshalls, 
um, you know, Trey Murphy's, Jose Alvarado's, like people that just play hard and play together and, and aren't afraid to sacrifice their stats to do kind of the small things to make it work for the team. Yeah, and looking forward to the weekend streamers, a Saturday, Sunday, you mentioned a couple of those guys with Trey Murphy's out there. He's 57% roster at Yahoo, so it's a little high for put him on our show, but he's been balling recently. Najee Marshall's, Marshall's battling the injury, so that's something to watch. But um, if you can get one of those guys and, and for the for the back end of the week, um, do so. Maybe use a Saturday pickup. Uh, moving on, Isaiah Joe, uh, former Arkansas Razorback, uh, is eight percent rostered in Yahoo, so you can find him anywhere. But he is—he's got the hottest hand in the league. Uh, in the past two games, collectively, fourteen threes. So he's playing for OKC. We'll see how long it lasts. But uh, I always say, when shooters shoot and they're hot, um, go ahead and pick them up. So Isaiah Joe, who didn't work out for the 76ers, is getting a look here uh, for the Thunder. Life, death, taxes. You talking about Jeremy Sohan and us talking about a new Oklahoma City Thunder player each show. <laughs> That's I what you basically said it. He has 14 threes the last two games. His 25 shot attempts, 24 of them have been threes. He is literally living and dying by the three. He's it's, the streamer for threes. It's absolutely that. crazy that 96% of his last shot attempts, and this is over <laughs> a good sample, have been threes. That is absolutely – do you think he would pass up an open layup for a three? Like he, he would have a layup, but then he would just dribble back out and try and take a three instead. Hey, that's how you can keep a job here in the NBA. If you can hit the three ball, like at the, the volume that he's doing, you will find yourself a job. I mean, like James said, he's a streamer for now. We'll talk about a new Thunder player next week. <laughs> um, something that's been a theme here, too, is figuring out who is going to fill in for Devin Booker and Chris Paul. Like, we we went from Cameron Payne, uh, Damian Lee. We told you to get him last week, last two weeks. Uh, he's been the most consistent as far as this is concerned. 16 points, four boards, three assists. That's rosterable, like, at the back end of a 12-team league. Um and then a couple of weeks ago, he, he went berserk uh, against Minnesota with 31. But he's the most consistent. But I did want to point out some other guys, and I want to hear you out uh, in your opinion. Not not no relation. Saban Lee, um, in, in last week, 12 points, three boards, and a sit. He's been getting some assists here, four assists. Um, they're trusting the play Saban here. Um, and then Josh Okoge may have had the game of his life against Indiana in their last game. He had 24 points, 10 boards, four assists, and four blocks. Oh, and a steal, five stocks. So what's your feeling on, one, the Suns, and then their backcourt, and who's filling in for fantasy? So from a fantasy perspective, I think Damian Lee is the one to go between there. And and the big thing we said about him is he just wasn't taking advantage of the opportunity. He was taking four, eight shots, and then four out of the last five, he's taken double digits, 12, 17, 11, 7, and 13 shot attempts. So it was really about him being aggressive because the minutes were there, and he's given you some threes with that. He's given you some rebounds, some assists. He had nine against the Grizzlies on January 16th. So I definitely think he's the, the way to go from there. Um, Saban Lee, I think, is more of a streamer. He's been hitting a good percentage of his shots. I like him better for categories leagues. Um, he's given you some rebounds yeah. and some assists. And I've always been a Josh Akogi guy, but I think he's more of a defender. Like you said, yeah. probably a career game for him on offense. Like he scored 24, and that raised his season average to 5.2. He's 29% <laughs> from three. 
I think he's just I think he's a better real life basketball player. He's a six four guard with a seven foot wingspan. He's not afraid to guard the best player on the team. He's not afraid to contest threes. And, you know, when some players try to draw a foul, he can go straight up and defend it. Um so that that's what just kind of what I think is you go Damian Lee, Saban Lee, Okogi in that order for fantasy, but it's a nightmare going on in Phoenix. They're like the worst team in the league right now. And the thing is, they were good when Book was there, but they are tanking so hard right now without him. And mm-hmm. I mean, not like and not on purpose, um, because they're still trying to like they they have a very small window here with Chris Paul. Like it'd be very interesting what they do in a trade deadline because Crowder hasn't played a single minute, and I know people aren't going to want him, and you can't just keep him on the roster if he's not going to play for you. Um, I, we've been said. We want Eric Gordon to go there. That would be a nice little look. But, you know, it's interesting to see what happens and with the new ownership. Like, do they make a big splash? Like, what are they going to do? They're my team that I'm really watching here in this trade deadline. Yeah, Uh, Jay Crowder. So you can go on DraftKings and actually bet players to get traded at the trade deadline, as as we just figured out this weekend. Jay Crowder has the best odds to get traded. (laughs) DeAndre Ayton is on there, too. And, uh, you know, you have to figure what they have in Phoenix might not be working, even at full strength. The West got a lot better this offseason, and new ownership. I think Book and CP3 are the only ones that are safe. Like, they might have to make a big move if they want to contend. Yep, I definitely agree. And it's not triple play fantasy without talking about Jeremy Julius Sohan yeah. of Great Britain, UK's finest, Lalamere High School, Oregon Duck, and now – your starting power forward for the San Antonio Spurs. Is that it? You're just going to introduce him and not say why people should pick him up? Uh, nah. No, no, that, that's, think, not, that's that, not my job. I mean, the stats just, they <laughs> scream. I mean, when he's hitting threes at two two per game the last two games, look, come on. You know what? He's, he's giving be, you 16 points. He's going he's gonna, to he, be a good late draft pick next year when he yeah. gets a little bit more playing time. It's funny, Coach. I meant to talk to you about this pregame. I said, oh, I made Josh Richardson graphics. I didn't see a mention of Josh Richardson in here. Josh Richardson been killing – you know Josh Richardson has at least one steal in nine straight games? Did you, need, did you know Josh Richardson had 17 points, three threes, four rebounds, three assists the other day? Interesting that you uh, you didn't include him on here. You know who I said you should also include? Reggie Bullock. That's Reggie bull. Bullock. Yeah. Reggie, Reggie Bullock <laughs> isn't on here. Four straight games of double digits, three-pointers, five, four, two, eight. He shot eight of ten from three. I, I mean, he's not good for anything. I've given you a little bit of steals, but you definitely, you definitely pick and choose. You had Sohan on here. And you blatantly <laughs> ignored me with Josh Richard, Josh Richardson, and Reggie Bullock. Like you just showing the bias. Where's Where's the Sohan jersey in the background, man? <laughs> I gotta get one now. Jeez. Uh, and Richardson, yeah, with thirty percent roster at Yahoo. You You, you got to get him over a Sohan. Um, Vassell out. He's kind of taking that. He's get, he gets you some dimes. He fills up a little bit of everything. But Reggie Bullock is shooting the hell out of the ball. In the last four games, 15 points, 18 points, 10 points, 24 points. He's had at least two three-pointers in the last seven games. He's had 19 threes in the last four games. So Reggie Bullock uh, uh, is being trusted to play heavy minutes with um, Jason Kidd, and he's he's contributing. He's filling in. 
You know, it's kind of interesting. I think Isaiah Joe has uh, followed Reggie Bullock because Reggie Bullock, like 90% of his shots are threes also. Like what a time we live in in the NBA where you just live and die by the three. That's what you got to do when you play with like the likes of Luca and and Shea and Giddy. Like shooters will have jobs in today's NBA because guess what? Three-pointers are worth more than two. That's (laughs) groundbreaking. (laughs) What? <laughs> Whoa, James, you a math teacher, buddy? Uh, I dabble. I dabble sometimes. Um, little, I, I definitely, t- I taught some, um, some calc, um, in my day as a fill-in. Um, we move on and talk about our weekend streamers. Think about uh, the Clippers got a Thursday game and then a Saturday Sunday. So Terrence Mann might be there for the take in. Um, it's so hard to trust the Clippers and who they're playing, but they're not playing good basketball without. Um, their stars being consistent. So it'd be curious to see what happens when playoff time comes around and with all of their pieces, if they're full strength, like, you know, I feel like they can beat anybody, but it's so hard to trust. A lot of people pick them to win a championship, but again, that's hard to trust. You did? I did. I did. Or to I had get the, to the finals, I did. I had the Bucks, and uh, with this Middleton thing, it's making me question it. Uh, the Celtics look like the team to beat and in all of the NBA. We'll see. see. We will see. And um, you don't win uh, halfway through the season because halfway through the season, they were 500, just like the Warriors last year. And, you know, of course, you know, you make a little bit, a little move here and, you know, it changes the whole outlook of your team. Maybe you trade Josh Richardson and you get a, a Derek White in return and it changes the whole outlook of your team. But for Doc, I'm coach. Um, Until next week, we'll see you.